Kalamazoo, and I'm from Hawaii, Oahu, Hawaii. Yes, Keala. What does Keala mean? So it means the the path in Hawaiian. Okay, the path. So Christian Keala Masuda. Okay, so the path and Christian is well, obviously it's 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 Christian. It's a very religious name. Yes. It is a very religious name. How do you feel about your very religious name, Christian? Uh, well, I guess I didn't really think much of it until I realized it was a religion too, and I was like, "Wow, it's really awesome that they name a religion after me." I'm not <laughs> that great. <laughs> and that's your take on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't do anything to your ego at all. And then Masuda, that is what. It is Japanese last name. All right. So. Okay. My dad's uh, side is Japanese, and they're from um, Okinawa. I see. Okay, so your name is a little bit of Japanese, a little bit of Hawaiian, and a little bit of religion. Do you feel like that accurately represents you as a person? No. No. <laughs> okay, what are you like as a person? Well, I'm not religious, first off, so uh. that that goes out the out the window already uh-huh. um <laughs> i i'm also not hawaiian uh, <laughs> by ethnicity though i grew up in hawaii so i didn't really it didn't make much of an impact on me and then my last name um well it's just it's just my last name it's what i grew up with i didn't really think much of it that either yeah what was what was growing up like for you growing up uh in terms of what in Hawaii since that's the subject yeah growing up in Hawaii and like just growing up I always find it very interesting when I talk to people about how they got raised and there's always like just several particular things that I think is totally normal that people trip out about like the fact that people literally live in the mountains and in like near the ocean like I live really close to the ocean but you lived like legit in a valley so what was that like growing up there um, so that was a lot different because, uh, when I go to school, it seemed like everyone was very social with each other, but then I, I was a, a very solitary kid. Um, it could have been the environment I was in, but we, we had a bit of, a bit of land and it was very isolated. So seeing your neighbors didn't really happen. How, um, how much land do you have? Do you know, like, what's that? the property, like, acreages are like size wise just a guesstimate um i don't know <laughs> i don't even know how to even quantify an You're acre like, it was large it was large there was space seen it. <laughs> i have seen it so podcast audio i don't know i don't actually know i mean definitely acres very very large because there was like a house and you have to like drive down this long driveway to get to the house and then it's just a house in the middle of like a whole bunch of like your stuff like nobody else's stuff like here in LA I can hear what my neighbors are talking about you know but like there I mean damn it was perfect setup for one of those like you know like horror movies like you drive all the way down no one's gonna get you but no it wasn't that far from the street so I'd never felt horror movie scared there but I definitely felt the isolation like do you like the way that you grew up? Do you like that, or would you have like preferred to be in like suburbia? Well, 
that's uh, that's actually a really difficult question to answer because it's after the fact. Mm. Um, I don't think I would have known what it would feel like, and you know how the grass is always greener. True. Um, we tend to strive for what we don't have and believe that what's on the other side is better and more enjoyable. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, people get to the other side and they're like, ah, interesting. Which is kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, my experience is, like, the mainland and, like, living here now, like, versus growing up, like, how we did. Because I always wanted to, like, be in a high school that had lockers and go, go to, like, like, ride down the street in a limousine and be on, like, Hollywood Boulevard. And now that I'm here, I'm like, I don't really spend time there at all. Like, I kind of miss home. <laughs> definitely far different than just because we also see uh lots of pop pop culture tv but we also live in a place that doesn't also grew up in a place that didn't exactly conform to that and so it was it, it was actually a little bit confusing right especially growing up definitely because what we saw on tv and the music that we got and like the news that we got it was definitely different than what we were actually experiencing in the same time and place. I compare it to when I went to China or when I went to Japan. It's just so polarizing how different people live their lives in different areas. And when I, so like when you were growing up, when was like the first time you left the island to go somewhere else? Uh, I was four years old and I went to Alaska. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's very different. (laughs) Yeah. Um, in fact, it's kind of funny, uh, before I ended up here in California, uh, the only places, or before I left home on my own for the first time, the only places I had gone were uh, Hawaii and Alaska, pretty much. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, there was once when I was 10, I went to Las Vegas, but my dad wanted to gamble and stuff. (laughs) That's so, I mean, typical, right? Vegas, it's just like the extension of Hawaii. (laughs) like people say that but then when i went there like i mean you feel it like you run into local people and they have this environment that is somehow like conducive to what we're used to you know i think because like vegas is very glitz up it's very glam it's very like we have shiny lights and we have strippers and we have alcohol and we have money come make money spend your money here like in Hawaii, like, I feel like it's very similar, except it's, like, still a show that they're being put on. They're still trying to take your money. They're still enticing you with beautiful women. It's just under this mask or branding of paradise, end quote. You know, like, Waikiki and the Vegas Strip are very similar to me. Luna. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Uh, wait, you haven't... I was 10 when I went to Vegas, so you... I don't know. <laughs> wait, you haven't been back to Vegas since you've been 10? No, I haven't. Christian. I don't have much of a desire either. <laughs> well, I mean, because your stuff is typically the more outdoorsy things. Yeah. All right, so do you feel like that's something that you got from growing up at home, or do you feel like that's just the type of person you are? Like, when did you really start to go into the outdoors? Uh, well, I, I mean, looking back, I think it I all started when I was younger, and I would occasionally get to go to Alaska to visit my my um, my relatives, um, although I was under 
supervision uh, I always wanted to just go off on my own and just kind of do my own thing I don't know if that's because of the way I grew up in a more isolated environment mm. or maybe that's just a natural thing I I couldn't tell you if it's nurture or nature uh, but I do know it's that's kind of what started it all and I was four years old I got to see snow for the first time and I just and my favorite thing to do is snowboard so oh, wow that's really interesting because yeah we don't really get uh too much snow where we're from yeah no, not particularly <laughs> no have you ever been snowboarding in Hawaii no uh I think the only place you can go is um like what is it Mauna Kea yeah yeah on the big island it's just on the big island that's like one of those things right people go and they go and they go snowboarding and then they drive down the mountain and they go surfing i don't do either of those activities but specifically to do that i would 100 percent do it 100%. yeah it's it's pretty cool that's so interesting snowboarding you legitimately so you enjoy doing that and if you were still at home that wouldn't be something that you would have access to as easily as now that you live in California. Uh, yes, that would be that would be exactly it. <laughs> I would not be able to snowboard. Wow, interesting. So now you recently got hurt a little bit. Not a little bit. I mean, you had to have surgery a little bit more than a little bit. But before that, how often would you? find yourself doing things like snowboarding or hiking or camping or just being outdoors uh every weekend uh, really so um i when i first got here uh, i'd always try to go to go camping meet people and just go do things we enjoyed similarly i took a whitewater raft guide training it was an eight-day course i started doing that um Road trips was completely foreign and new. It was great. Um, mm, that's true. Road trips. Just, it was just a whole <laughs> world that I had always wanted to explore and just wasn't able to. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess for somebody who... Now, we obviously have a bunch of things that you can do at home, but it's it's, like, very heavy water-based, I feel like. And it's obviously like surfing, not that you can't like go hiking or whatever, but it's like, you know, zip lines, like they'll have like zip line tours and stuff like that. But in terms of like actual, like more like adventuristic or nature based things for the mountains, I don't feel like we have that very much. I know people use the mountains, you know, it's like a part of the Ahupua'a system and, you know, people go up there to hunt, but I don't really see people like scaling the mountain you know like just to it's like mostly hiking i think so it's really interesting to like kind of take that and be like what you know rafting courses like do we have stuff like that back at home like i don't know maybe i'm just ignorant to it because i didn't really spend a lot of time outside <laughs> i spent a lot of time inside uh you know like sp and learning stuff about digital media and i feel like part of what I missed out on was that experience being outside in Hawaii. Did you spend as much time outside while you were still living at home? Uh, I went to the beach a lot, um, but I also have a really bad watery death here too. So 
I've actually learned to combat that while I've been here more than in Hawaii, strangely enough. Mm. Is that why you took the rafting course? It's, it's partially why. Um, I just wanted to get out of my comfort zone. Uh, and it, it's helped in a lot of ways. It's confronted me with the reality of drowning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's so interesting that you say that. In, in fact, specifically because, I mean... I, I, people like black people can't swim. And that would always be like such a point for me before I started working on myself. <laughs> I was like, I can swim. Like I can swim really well because we have current, you know, like it was kind of always, I think a little bit scarier for us and quote, because we weren't just being put in a pool in a community with a lifeguard. I think most of the people I knew were like, their parents were like, go figure it out. Like throw you off of a pier or you better swim. Like that's how I learned how to swim. And so it's interesting because I don't have a fear of the water, but I don't love it. I don't love, love, love it. So, so what would you say your favorite like outdoor activity is? Would it be snowboarding? Yes, probably because I I hurt myself, got a surgery, and I still want to go back. What? Like I don't have a apprehension about going back out. It's just like, when can I go back out? Ah, I see. And when can you go back out? Uh, well, uh, I should be not completely recovered, but well enough to go back out when the snow starts falling again in the winter. Okay. All right. Well. If you so what is I've never been I've never been snowboarding. I've never put snowboard boot thingies on my feet. I've never gone skiing. I haven't even seen snow like that yet, Christian. Like I I've seen it on a mountain like as I was driving I had to like pull over on the side of the road and I started crying and my friends were like what's wrong with her? And then like one of my closer friends in the car was like she's from Hawaii. She's never seen this before. And I'm like <laughs> on the side of the road bawling like it's like the like the gates of heaven just open up in front of me because it was this huge mountain and there was so much snow on it and I was just like I want to be in that so bad but also I get cold I get cold real easy you are like going from a direct climate to climate change like Hawaii on the equator hot but we have the breeze and stuff so it's like beautiful obviously tropical but did it not bother you to just be cold? Are you not cold? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's cold, but I, I suppose I'm just enjoying myself a lot that I don't care if I'm cold. See, I have never been in a situation. I, actually, once, 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 I was standing in the middle of Times Square, I've been to New York and I was doing some stuff and I was auditioning for the Lion King and I was standing there with my like $2 like McDonald's hot cocoa and it was freezing and I was gonna I would felt it in my bones I was like no and I was like honestly I don't even want to be on Broadway anymore if I have to if it's like this damn um but it was freezing but I could be out there because I was really enjoying myself because it was my dream and I felt like I was surrounded by my people. So I feel like I can I can resonate with that a little bit. And I feel like if you're doing physical activity, like you're like snowboarding, like it's physical. You are like moving. I'm gonna, You know what? I would do it one day. I don't know. I have a bad ankle. Hmm. Hmm. What kind of slopes you go on, huh? What's your what's your level? What's your 
you let I don't know I don't even know what those things are called. Well, they they it goes from like green to blue to black diamond, and then there's like double black diamond, and then there's and then there's unmarked stuff like um, backcountry stuff. Um, <laughs> what do you mean backcountry stuff? That means just like you're just going, like there's no path. A lot of yeah, you have a guide, or if you're well enough um, experienced, you can just go by yourself or with a group of people, and you just hike, or sometimes. Uh, if you're really good, like you'll get helicoptered in, like Red Bull athletes, they'll get helicoptered to certain areas, and then they'll just they'll just snowboard or ski down. Wow, that is like that's so. It's such a connection to nature. I think that I, as somebody who doesn't do it, obviously didn't kind of see until you just said that. Like a helicopter is taking you and dropping you in some place that people can't go there's no stores there's no you know it's just you in the mountain yep that's really awesome it's uh it's the endless struggle to try and find places that you can really get your solitude um Mm. especially with the growing population and a lot of more natural environments being recognized which is good because it helps conservation of them but at the same time it makes it it just the amount of people kind of takes away from the splendor of it because essentially that's where people are trying to go to get away from the masses <laughs> right <of laughs> like, city life right yeah it's like hey this is this is we this we're this defeats the purpose. The point was for me to be alone. We all came here to be alone. We can't all be alone together. What's going on? Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I love I love alone together experiences. Like I love museums. You know, like we're all here together, but I have my headset on, or we're walking and we're doing things at different time and different pace, and I feel like that's um like you have the outside element to that when you're like with people hiking or camping because when you're hiking you can have spaces and you know huge gaps between you and the next person you're all in there together but you're having your experience you're looking at your things you can turn your head your way damn i think you know i think i need to spend a little bit more time outside do you think people need to spend more time outside or do you think it's something that you like and it's a you thing or do you think everyone could benefit from being outside a little more well, at first I thought it was just a me thing, and you know everyone has their thing or activity, play the, you know their happy place. Mm-hmm. But um, after looking into it a bit more, it's apparently good for your health <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be outside. Now I'm not gonna try and pull up all the sites and references. Um, you're not trying to prove that theory, be their spokesman. back up my statement. <laughs> right. Because I, I <laughs> no time for that, really. <laughs> Too busy uh, being outside. But if, it is, I think if you were to dig a little bit, you would find that physical stimulation, first off, is really good. Um, being in a city environment is also, there's a lot of toxins. There's a lot of pollution um, when you get outside in a natural environment, mm. you got fresh, clean air. You, it's not much to it. 
Right. I mean, look, I you say that, but also me this morning checking how hot it was going to be outside. I scrolled down and I'm like, what is this? And it's like, I don't know how long the weather app has had this, but it's like the air quality. And I spent like 15 minutes this morning just like scrolling through all of the locations in my life and in my areas, the places that I've been. And I was looking at all the air qualities and which ones were moderate and which ones were good and which ones were poor. And I was like, whoa, dude, like I need to get out of L.A. and I need to go back to Kaneohe just for a little while so I can breathe. Like, (laughs) (laughs) damn, you're you're totally right. So interesting. I'm learning. See, I love this. I'm learning so many things. I miss being outside and we're organic beings like we are a part of this ecosystem we no other animal creature is has barricaded themselves into these spaces at all times. I have a theory that we could be giants. We just don't spend enough time outside. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> we'd have to see. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we'll just spend you know we'll get a bunch of people who are down to live outside and you know come check back in on them like a hundred years and a couple generations, see if any of them have gotten taller. I mean. We have AI well, now. We can we can validate that experiment. <laughs> AI I mean, will be alive. Islands are kind of like that. To bring it back to that subject, it's called island gigantism and mm-hmm. island dwarfism. Okay. Um, dive in. Uh, so large animals that get isolated on islands will evolve to be smaller because their environment is smaller and they can't sustain their their size on an island that doesn't provide enough food whereas smaller beings have a whole plethora of extra food so they can grow larger than normal oh interesting well so there's like i forgot what island but there's pygmy elephants that used to exist on an island (laughs) damn damn that's interesting we see so i mean like our environment literally it literally affects us so, do what? Do you, what in in what ways do you think growing up at home in Hawaii has affected you? Do you think that there's anything that you can tell and really be like, yeah, I pull this directly from where I'm from? Um, I think it would be a greater acceptance of race, or yeah, I'd I'd use acceptance mm-hmm. because it it wasn't like. There was all sorts of people. It was a melting pot. Um, you don't you don't really see people as being much different because of their ethnic background. It's just like, oh, these are all the people that are living here. Okay, some are bad, some are good, some hmm. some are nice, some are mean. I mean, that's just how people are, and that's not uh, relevant to their ethnic background. Right. Right. That's really interesting because there were so there were so many. I mean, when you have like three to four different types of Filipinos, like you really like it's it is (laughs) dang. You can't pick on anyone. That's really interesting. I always told people like the the black versus white struggle and now how like the Asian and like Hispanic people are being brought into it to me has always been so incredibly absurd because I've. I guess I just took for granted that I understood that there were many different types of people out there in the world and that 
because I knew there were many different types of people outside of where we were. And so I always just assumed that it was similar to what we had, just bigger, right? So it's like there's all kinds of different people here, and we all coexist, and we all get along. And when I move to the mainland, it'll be like that, just bigger. Bullshit. That's not what it was at all. I mean, I learned what it was like to be a black woman when I moved to California because that's when people started treating me like a black woman. When I was at home, I was just another person that lived there. Exactly like you said. And I was brown, so I feel like I got away with a lot of shit. And like, you're <laughs> Hapa, so it's like you got that Asian pole, they're rooted there too. For me, I feel like the black people of Hawaii were the white people. Like, to me, they were the ones that got picked on, and I feel like it's because of the history and the heritage of Hawaii and what happened that it was actually a lot harder to be lighter-skinned than darker-skinned. Would you agree or disagree, or care to comment? Uh, yes, I, I would agree. Um, there's... Um people just tend to be like that they like to group up and make their own their cliques you know where they feel important um but that that's usually at the expense of another uh group of people Mm. um yeah because they just don't fit in uh like like me for example i didn't i didn't really particularly fit in Uh, i didn't really talk pigeon i was i'm i'm comparatively i'm not the darkest this is true this is <laughs> but true here i'm darker than most people which is tanner i'd say um right but at, as far as the way I, I talked and held myself i didn't particularly uh, fit in with the local culture and that i mean there are there are definitely a lot of groups in hawaii that uphold the the spirit of aloha and are very welcoming and accepting but then you also have your toxic um uh, pure blood people that also just don't want foreigners there mm-hmm. um, but that's just how people are everywhere right right that's true it is true and i think we just we got to observe it on such a on a much smaller scale i didn't real. i always knew we were far away i always knew <laughs> we were far away from other things and in order to get to california it took you know five to six hours but i didn't realize that we were literally the most isolated location geographically on the entire planet that to me was really something when i thought about it that i had to stop and be like i have to be a different kind of person i just have to be different there's just no way that things can be be the same and i think for a long time i kept searching to fit in and i didn't ever really fit in at home i didn't either i was very different i my you know my mom my grandpa could not speak proper english and he had a hard time even writing and so my mom and my dad i think they really wanted to drill it into us because they wanted us to be able to survive in this new age to speak properly to make sure that we were very well educated to give us the best opportunities they could and i feel like in a way that kind of separated me from how everyone else was and 
I don't know. Like, kind of like you say, I don't know how different it would have been. I would be a different person if it were different. If I was allowed to just speak pigeon, if I was allowed to, you know, run around, do whatever I wanted. Like, if I was allowed to act a little bit more radical, would I have fallen into some of these cycles as my peers around me? So it's weird. It's like grass is always greener. I don't know. Growing up, I definitely wanted to be like everyone else. But now I'm really happy with the person that I've become. Do you think you had to leave in order to be who you truly fully are? Absolutely. Um, I've got to do a lot of things that I've only imagined myself doing. And if I would have stayed, I would have never done that. And I would have just kept doing the same thing I was always doing and never really understood why I was I had this malaise that is this as good as it gets Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what do you think was the most important piece of the puzzle that got you where you are today from where you were uh making a huge mistake (laughs) oh Making a huge mistake. So trying something new, putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And learning from the result of something not going your way. Yes, yes. I I, uh, got into a relationship, a really bad one, and I should have known. But, I mean, as a kid, and you're trying to find your way, it's it's very difficult. And... um, so, so yeah, I got married and then I, and then I joined the Air Force. Um, the whole time I, I was at odds with myself. I was like, is this really what I want? I, I felt pressured into joining and, um, but that's, that's the choice I made. And I ended up here in California and I'm glad I did it, even though, uh, I didn't like my ex (laughs) even though I felt like I was forced to do this it was still my choice and now looking bad back I'm very grateful that I did do something different that even though it was one of the biggest mistakes of my life and ended with horrible consequences I broke a cycle that would have not ended had I not done something different wow snaps snaps that's a great way to explain it like if you I wonder as we're having this conversation I keep hitting these points where I'm recognizing similarities and differences and kind of running this through other people in my brain who I I know have either stayed at home and the reasons why they stay and the people who have left and the reasons why they left and I left, like my sister, when my sisters first left, they left because they got into a relationship with the guy. Um, And, you know, like one of them, it didn't work out, you know, but that was like her escape to leave the island was getting married, was going and joining him on his journey. And I think being able to do that and kind of being forced into that situation, I wouldn't ever want to speak for her, but just from what I can see, definitely kind of shook her awake almost. Like when I came to visit, California I would come to visit California but I was moved here because I was in a long distance relationship with someone 
And it was like, he was either going to move to Hawaii, and why the fuck would he move to Hawaii? He lived in San Francisco and was, you know, in the middle of, like, the app boom. And I wanted to be in California because it was closer to L.A., closer to New York, closer to my dreams. But if I wasn't in a relationship with him, I don't think I would have left. I don't feel like I had the confidence then at that point to feel like I could have done it on my own. Yeah, that's um, that's it's a w- interesting way to feel, especially if if it wasn't like confidence based on <laughs> like a healthy relationship too. It was just it was just you hmm. needed someone else to kind of show you the reality of things not even not not good or bad but just the way things are right right because things were definitely definitely different at home you have to sink into this and like I said a little bit earlier it's very similar to what I experienced when I went and spent some time in China or when I went to Japan it's just like oh everyone does things a little bit differently here people look at you differently they expect things differently like like I know one of the things I thought was absurd was where I was you were like the you were lawfully allowed to have an open container of alcohol and like be out in the streets with it but it was so frowned upon that no one did it except for like dumbass American tourists because where else do we can we do that like we are so limited that like you can't drink in the streets it's like not like legal or allowed except you can do it in Vegas or you can do it you know during Mardi Gras or you can do it in these certain time periods where people are expected to be you know involved in some tomfoolery well no I wanted to walk down the street and drink a little get a little tipsy like that's all I wanted to do but I tried to do it and people were like what are you doing and of course I'm like looking like me black girl purple hair like walking down the street drinking alcohol like I think I shook I legitimately shook their reality like their normal vibration that they usually feel and when I was living at home I never felt like I was fully a part of the rhythm that everyone else seemed to be so comfortable with. I always felt that I needed to go and find something else just to discover what else, just because I didn't feel like a whole and complete person yet. And now that I'm here, I know that I have to grow. I know that there's more that I need to do and there's things to learn and, you know, like, and I want to go experience other people's different, you know, frequencies and ways of living but it doesn't feel empty anymore. Like, I feel like I'm a full person who has to grow more. And when I was at home, I definitely felt like I had to suppress different sides of myself at all times. So now that you're here, and now that you live here now, do you ever see yourself moving back? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, that was quick. <laughs> No. Okay. No. Just no. And hard, hard no and quick. And you've thought about this. Why? Uh. Well. I didn't particularly like being a kid or growing up. I look back on it, and I I understand it was, it was you know it's my life and it's unique, but at the same time, I I felt so isolated and 
I, I didn't have many friends, and part of that was because of the location I lived. It was very isolated. And then the other part of that was because I simply didn't fit in with the local culture. And that was, that was really depressing. It was, um, it was very hard for me. And so that's, I, that's why I would attribute it to my, my desire to try and find solitude and find peace within myself through outdoor activities and just being with what is real beyond uh, social expectations, beyond how you grew up and beyond, just beyond everything else, like the wild is out there, the forest, the mountains, the ocean, it's there, it's going to be there, it's, it's just what it is, and Hawaii is, it's small, there's a whole world to be discovered, and you won't discover it all in your lifetime, but you can sure as hell try. Beautiful. Sorry, I just wanted to give it a little pause after that to make sure I can cut for that edit because that was the sound bite, Christian. Yes. Wow. What a beautiful way to put it. What a freaking beautiful way to put it. I know I've struggled in the past with, you know, feeling like I like I have nine, six, seven, nine, two in my bio on my Instagram. Like I got to represent, you know, and it's like I but I have such a a connection to what you just said and it's not a disrespect it's I'm very grateful that I had the experience to see all those things to see I'm grateful that I had the experience to see the ocean and the mountains and the animals and the creature and the different ways of living and I had to go see more 100% I had to go see more I didn't want to accept that this was the best thing or the only thing it's one thing it's one part of this massive globe which is just one part of this massive universe and I definitely do feel like I'm an explorer in that which is something that I've I've pulled from you so that was beautiful um in wrapping in summary and especially great coming off of what you just said the show is called Paradise Privilege and I feel like whenever I talk to people they have this automatic assumption of how amazing it must have been growing up in Hawaii. And I feel like I have to live up to those expectations. And in one way, I do. And on the other side, not so much. So my last and final question to you is, what is your view on privilege in general? What do you think that is? What do you think that means? Who do you think has it? And do you feel paradise privileged? Okay, so privilege in general, um, it's it's a conditioning. People, um, at least, we think privilege is something that we should be grateful or proud of, and to have uh, like the privilege when you're a kid to have the privilege to go out and do your own thing as long as you're back by a certain time you have the privilege that your parents has given you and it should be you should be grateful for it but in my experience most people aren't because that's all they're used to they're conditioned to act and behave a certain way because that's all they're used to a rich kid is still miserable because they want more Mm. but but they're rich they're (laughs) 
that's all they know. That's all they're used to. So it's that one. <laughs> that one's a difficult one to explain. But <laughs> if you're used to something, you're not going to be as open to taking a step back and looking at it and saying, "Wow, that's that's not completely okay." I've had this my whole life, and these people over here don't. Right. Right. You you don't want to give up something that you know and understand and mm. frankly you benefit from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I feel um, that. That's why people get so defensive, um, and it's it's definitely hard for people to understand when you have not been marginalized. Uh, as far as Hawaii privilege goes. Um, I guess a good example would be, uh, I, I just went back for surgery or or I got surgery and then I went back because my parents would, uh, let me stay there. I wouldn't, I wasn't able to use my arm to cook or do anything really. Uh, so some coworkers said, well, that's, that's really awesome. You just get to vacation in Hawaii. And I was like, no, I'm going home. (laughs) <laughs> like nah bruh I'm gonna be with my I'm an adult who's gonna be with my anybody else you know if 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 Susan had to go to Missouri and spend a couple weeks in her house with her parents without the use of her arms someone would say that's torture <laughs> it was very uh <laughs> frustrating I'll put it that way right right but, I mean, like, also, you know, that Hawaii culture, that parenting, they're like, we're going to take care of you. I think for better or for worse, and I definitely feel like it's for worse sometimes. Oh, we're kind of, we're always going to have our family. <laughs> no one gets left behind or forgotten, since that's the only Hawaiian word most people know. Ohana and aloha. <sighs> it's interesting because I don't want to shit on anyone's beautiful understanding of that because I have people that the, the concept of ohana and togetherness and oneness and being a family and not leaving anyone behind and everyone doing their part only works if everyone kind of agrees on a certain particular lifestyle from what I've noticed, you know, because the things that I do and the things that I say and the way that I act and the products that I release, I know that they disappoint my family. I know that there are people back at home who were always in my corner when I was 16, 17, 18, who as soon as I derived from, you know, the order or the plan, didn't support me as much anymore because they didn't understand what I'm doing. But I feel like I understand what I'm doing and I love who I am. And I'm sort of finding this new ohana here in LA and I think that's okay I think it's okay to have different groups of people in your life and for each of them to kind of support the different areas and pillars in your life but what I feel like people don't spend a lot of time doing which is what I feel like you are getting such an amazing experience in right now is being okay without that like knowing that yeah you can get hurt and you can go home and your mom and dad are going to be there for you and you know you get to you know heal and recover in your childhood home and that is something that not a lot of people get to experience but at the same time you don't need that you don't have to 
stay in those situations or do those things if you don't want to you can go be in the wild like you and I think that's really awesome that you were able to achieve such a comfortability in your solitude (laughs) especially being from where we're from (laughs) it's definitely difficult to get that um solitude in Hawaii Uh, (laughs) and it's (laughs) and it's it's I think we would like to uh, a lot of people think that you need to be proud or happy of where you come from or your upbringing um but that that puts a lot of people who didn't really have a great starting off point feeling like they should have accomplished more um i'm not saying that i i i I was i had great parents i got taken care of um it was good but do i do i feel like i accomplished a lot as a kid no do i feel like i accomplished a lot growing up no not really and we don't need to put emphasis on the past Um, and it's okay to say yeah I wasn't happy when I was growing up I wasn't okay and when you do that you can say but now I want to be I want to move forward I want to make my life into something I want and live the rest of it as in my own design snaps christian and again with the snaps oh so pure genuine open honest love it oh that hit my heart bone that hit my heart bone do i have a bone in my heart i'm pretty sure it's an organ that's fine i don't know i can have a heart bone they haven't discovered it yet that was beautiful so incredibly incredibly well put and i think so freeing because from that standpoint you really do feel like you can be you can evolve and grow and I feel like if you weren't able to come to that sort of acceptance, then you would never really do anything different. And then you would just be stuck in something that you don't want to admit that you actually don't really like very much. Yeah. All right, we're going to close. Unless you have something else you want to say, did I just try to cut you off? Go ahead. What what you was going to say? Well, if you only know one thing, how do you know if there's anything worse or better? Ah, true. Preach it to the mountaintops while you're up there snowboarding. Yes! Yes! If you only know one thing. And and can you just imagine if the one thing you knew was located in the most isolated place on the fucking planet? Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Come on with it. Ugh. I completely agree. I feel it. This has been one of my favorite podcasts to record so far. I just want you to know that. And in closing, I want you to tell me if there's anything, um, and I would say this is usually the part where I'm like, what's your social media handle? How can people contact you? Christian doesn't want you to contact him. <laughs> if, um, <laughs> if you run across him on a trail in the mountains, you can say hi, but give him his space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I do understand the, um, the pros of being social, but we also have to find our comfortable level of social and solitude. Absolutely. I agree. So if there was one cause or one thing that you would like to shed light on or leave the listeners with just a little bit to think on as we close up this podcast, what would that thing or cause be? 
Are you talking about from Hawaii or anything? Just, in just you from you from your life, yeah. Um, well, it would be to do your best in your daily lives, your individual lives, to not be wasteful. <laughs> That's how we protect the planet, and the biggest thing we can do that is just not using single-use plastics. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and everyone who's been unrepresented in between, this has been Paradise Privilege. I am your host, Amber Tiana, shedding a light on the privileges that we all may or may not have in our individual lives that we may or may not pay attention to. And today's special guest has been Christian Keala Masuda. Does not resonate with any of those titles. Ah! If you could, would you rename yourself Wild? That's a great name. Wild. The Wild. That should be your stage name. The Wild. We'll plan a whole concert series for you where you don't fucking show up. That'd be pretty cool. Get paid to not show up. (laughs) Right? And people would just be like, like people would gather to just be like, okay, he's obviously not here, but where is he? And you're being like, Dropped onto a mountain by Red Bull. <laughs> uh, I don't imagine I'd get that far. Um, otherwise, I might. Well, at the rate I'm hurting myself, I'd probably be broken. Well, yes. Yeah, so let's let's not break. You 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 do have to try to enjoy all that the world has to offer. Oh, but you didn't answer. Yeah, what is your level? My level? Oh, um, I can usually do double black diamonds okay. I'm, I'm pretty decent at getting down but i like to do uh a lot of park stuff even though i'm not that great at it it's it's where you do the jumps and and then the tricks and the air and all that stuff and that's that's how i that's how i hurt my shoulder oh, i see i see and now we have the complete story <laughs> yeah. well i hope you heal and recover and can get back on the mountain very soon and this is great because they just started construction. So perfect. All right. We're going to end the podcast. Thank you, Christian. And- You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs>